Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are doing well, as always. Thank you to all of our wonderful patrons. You can go to patreon.com slash Roma Press to join early access to episodes, extra episodes, a bunch of other things as well. Again, patreon.com slash Roma Press. And finally, a thank you to all of you who have subscribed to our YouTube channel. If you could support us, that would also be greatly appreciated. If you could go to youtube.com slash at ISRomaPress, you can obviously get the video version of the podcast. See Andy going on twice per week because he's a glutton for punishment doing live streams. Uh, Since there's no midweek fixture, you really have to hate yourself to want to do a live stream this week. But his level of commitment is that high. He is willing to go on and overcome the depths of depravity to which we've been treated to and uh, make himself available for a full hour and you can interact with him. Uh, again, youtube.com slash at ISROMA press. We are hovering at the almost 1,000 subscribers and we've had our YouTube for like two months. So thank you all so, 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 so much. Uh, the support is, it's still overwhelming. Uh, it, it's hard to explain or put into words, but we are grateful and we are very appreciative for all the support everybody has shown to us. So thank you. Uh, what are we even supposed to talk about? It's midweek. Roma well, you, you, know, you, got, you got a number of situations leading up to, to Lecce. You got, uh, you know, Smalling, uh, very weird situation with him and his injury and his status for the next few weeks after this sort of it seemed like this short-lived uh return to group training and then after like i think it was like two days he just disappeared and they apparently they sent him to london to get checked yes. up by by uh, by by a doctor and then you got paulo dibala renato sanchez back with the squad looking to you know to be back with the team against Lecce so that's the that's <laughs> you remember the last time Renato Sanchez played the, the Renato Sanchez has to... played 98 minutes this season he the last time he played against <laughs> Sheriff Tiraspol over a month ago like a month right and, and if and what is kind of funny is because do you remember the sequence of events that took place for him where Roma they beat Empoli seven to zero? Yeah, yeah, he, he has four. He plays well. He scores, but he plays forty five minutes. So that then gives us the illusion that this guy, you know, can go on a nice run by just doing that by do- playing the bare minimum, yes. one half per game. Beautiful. Uh, what Roma, I think, couldn't foresee was the fragility of this guy, not only physical but mental, because as soon as they put him on the pitch for another 45 minutes, three days later against Sharif, less than 30 minutes into the match, he goes down and is out for a month and a half. So I think like this time around, the Roma will handle the situation differently because uh, you got to learn your lesson from uh, from these episodes because you know these players, I mean, we have... Uh, so many injuries, and so so many of them are reaggravated injuries. Like Pellegrini, it's it's an inj- he suffers basically from the same two injuries for, for since uh, two years. First yes. it was the foot, now it was it's the I think it's the calf or whatever. The calf. So 
yes. always the same stuff over and over again. Um, and then we got Spinazzola. We can talk about Spinazzola because Spinazzola, once again, out. Um, there's rumors about him potentially leaving Roma in January. Well, I mean, people are shocked, but the guy is constantly injured, hasn't had a decent performance in God knows how long, and uh, and has only like eight months left on his contract with, uh, with Roma. So um, the signs of him staying beyond this season's are not there. And this is a player that I, if the right, if even if a small, tiny sum came in as a, in the form of an offer in January, I'm not even thinking about it. I'm just, I'm just packing his suitcase. I'm taking my big old boots and I'm, kicking him in the ass out of Trigoria on the sidewalk, um, hoping that he can catch the first cab to the airport and then from there on to Saudi Arabia because, uh, like, there has to... I mean, there has to be a moment where you go, enough is enough with these players with some of the injuries because someone like Spinazzola, a man who really has failed to show anything in, what, in two years... Um, yeah, I mean, since that injury, man, it seems like that, that was injury, really... He's been, he's been impossible to, to, to find on the pitch. And when he's been yes. on the pitch, most of the time he's been detrimental. The only reason why he's been playing is because Zaleski was even more detrimental. So uh, <laughs> I just can't, you know, like... So we, are, we can talk about a number of these situations, which are odd because they're all correlated... Uh, by the same phenomenon of Roma constantly having to deal with injuries. And most of the players in question are players that have an extensive injury record. I mean, someone like Smalling. Smalling last year was phenomenal. He goes down only near the end of the season. He was available all season long. Arguably your best defender. Everybody wanted him to renew his contract. The moment he renews his contract, he... As once again the episode that he experienced in uh, in his second season, it seems like every time Smalling signs a new deal with the club, he's injured. Remember, he comes on loan, beautiful. He's always available. He's fantastic. He's a rock in Fonseca's shaky defense. The moment he signs a long-term contract with Roma, remember the Friedkins came on and uh, and they had Joe Pesci work work it out between the Serie A officials in order to sign Chris Smalling before the transfer yes. deadline. And uh, and Joe Pesci comes in, he sorts the thing out. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, the moment Smalling signs that long-term contract that binds his stay on a permanent deal with Roma, he's out. He's out and he's out for a few months. Uh, now, he was a free agent. He signs with Roma two additional years. Boom. We see him three times. All three times, he delivers very underwhelming performances. Now he's been out for over a month. For over, sorry, for over two months. And uh, and you have no idea when he's coming back. So arguably, you're talking about you're you're talking about Smalling. You're talking about Spinazzola, Dybala, Sanchez. That's already four players that are in your starting lineup on any day of the week. Lorenzo Pellegrini, that's five players, five starters. So that's what we can talk about. Roma, you know, the way they're, they're going to 
go out there and play against the Lecce, I think comes in secondary to the whole situation that is um, that is unraveling before our eyes. Because if you're Jose Mourinho or if you're Thiago Pinto or if you're just the team, how do you feel about Paulo Dybala and Renato Sanchez being back in training? Like, do you... Do they offer you any guarantees for these next three games? Like somebody like Paulo Dybala, do you really think that, I mean, I'm not even, but one could doubt, is he going to play 150% super hard in the next three games that are leading up to the next international break? He's already missed out on Argentina's last, uh, last, uh, last games uh, for a second time in a row. So do you really think he's going to risk re-aggravating the, the last injury in these next three games that are going to be against Lecce, against Slavia Praga, and then the more difficult one, the Derby? That's the thing. Yeah. Once again, Roma are confronted with so many question marks uh, at the worst of times, I think. Well, you need to be careful with all of this, uh, with this criticism of uh, Smalling. Do you remember, I'm sure, well, maybe you don't, when uh, his lawyer, when she contacted me, when we were uh, on one of the podcasts we were doing, I mentioned, and then I wrote something about how uh, he was working with another agent, um, an Italian one, when he was trying to uh, find a deal to him. This was when he was on loan. In fact, I, I looked the other day, I still have the message. Uh, when they were working with Roma, Manchester United, to find a deal to keep him there permanently, she, uh, one of the lawyers at his uh, agency, she contacted me and uh, said I, I was publishing false information that uh, he, he is still our client. He is not working with other agents. And then, of course, I published a photto of him uh, sitting next to an Italian agent because uh, he, he wasn't with has... Stone. No, he, he, he still is. But as okay. we know, it's the same thing with every single footballer. One agent can't be in 20 no, places at course. once. Yeah, you need intermediaries. So they work with, need, I mean, yeah, yeah, so they work with intermediaries. Sure. And of course, sure. she took a, uh, they took great offense to that. Great no, I offense. think I remember. I think I remember. Yes, they took she, they took great offense to that. And they wanted the, they wanted the clarification. Naturally, I, I don't think I put one out. But anyway... It's uh, we just have to tread carefully because the last thing I want is uh, an email coming from London saying that we are. Discussing no, we don't want to. We don't want to end up like love like Fabrizio Corona. We don't want to. Yeah. Well, right. So there's another, there's I, another I, story of Fabrizio Corona accusing Lorenzo Pellegrini of stalking five prostitutes, and then it yeah. turns out that he was basing those accusations on bots and their comments under Lorenzo Pellegrini's Instagram profile. You don't know this, right? You've you've not heard about this. No, that I did hear about. You're 16 children, but, uh, <laughs> but, but Fabrizio Corona, no, no, because I know that you've heard that he accused, but he accused Lorenzo Pellegrini of stalking an escort. Okay, that's yes. one thing. Then he try to give more details by saying now he, there is five women accusing them. Somebody, like just a regular Joe, went under, under Lorenzo Pellegrini's like last Instagram photos and they saw these, you know, those automated bot comments on Instagram. 
Yes. Like are yes. like you know are sent out by these anonymous uh accounts maybe with like one first name sophie or delilah or something you know we get them all the time at roma yeah. press well, yes you look we get at them in, on twitter but th- i'm talking about you know those big <laughs> chunky comments on instagram where they tell you a whole story like hey i need a kidney or something like that he based the accusations on those automated comments on instagram that are there for everybody to see like that's the that's that's the extent that this guy is willing to go to get some notoriety, some publicity. So uh, hopefully we don't end up like him. You know, I know that uh, you love your family dearly, so I'm sure you wouldn't want to end up in a, in some jail in the center of Milan because that's the last the, the last time he, the Corona was in jail. Well, that was hey, right in the city center of Milan. Well, um, when you live in Veneto for so long. Uh, Jail becomes a more, <laughs> more, more but not, more no, in all seriousness, person. as for Spinazzola, listen, uh, this has been one of those things where if you don't know who his agent is, okay, it is the son of uh, Marcello, Marcello Lippi, Lippi. the former, yes. uh, the former Italian national team coach. Yes. The guy is a again, I'm he, <laughs> he searches his name and he uh, looks for videos that mention him because all, he will he he Google searches uh, agente di Spinazzola all the time and he will yeah. uh, he will actively seek out people who who speak about him. So I remember I when you I think I have his number because you gave it to me one day. I was like leaving university. I was in Amsterdam. You I was leaving my class and you just like because he blocked me. But uh, yeah, he sent me a message. Was <laughs> like maybe he's gonna call you. I'm like what. <laughs> what well, he um long story we can talk about that another time uh but anyway it he, he is not shy he is one of those agents that enjoys his name being discussed right alongside he's like the i don't know the poor man's uh, jufredi who but but they I mean, are all there, like that like that's the rule that's not the exception like these people at the end, they want to vicariously live through the fame of their clients. Yes. At the end of the <laughs> day, that's what it's all about to them. Like, you know, God bless, you know, the rest in peace, Mino Raiola. But the man had, uh, uh, he, he had a propulsion to stardom through his clients. Like he was living the life because of how his clients lived the life. So uh that's that's you know that's the rule and and so with like exactly like that's when i say when people ask me well what what does spinazzola's future look like well i mean lippi when spinazzola was doing well and was doing well at the euro he would be giving out three interviews a day saying that he's the next fullback at real madrid the moment he gets injured, yes. he starts to push the narrative that, well, Spinazzola now needs support from the club and Roma would right. be wise yes. to extend his deal and offer him a renewal, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the point is that uh, this man will always, you know, always tries to play his card. The situation with Spinazzola is pretty, pretty straightforward. He plays like shit and is injured like every, every three lot, games or yeah. so. Uh, there is no point in uh, Roma have been handicapped for long enough by the by the lack of reassurances on the wing to even consider giving Spinazzola a new contract. 
So yeah, well, especially it, considering too what he earns. I mean, this is not a guy. No, no he's 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 probably the most expensive player on the squad. Like one of the most expensive players in in terms of his uh, his overall cost. I mean, the figures there are crazy. You're paying a hell of a lot of money for somebody whose output is borderline embarrassing. So yeah, he he earns three uh, three million. Net. Yes, and the so whole, yeah, he's costing exactly. you yeah. and yeah, yeah. I mean, six gross, and then we talk yeah. about the yeah. amortization of the transfer fee and so on and so forth. Uh-huh. Uh, it makes him one of the highest in the in the team. Yes, so yes, very consider, expensive guy. Consider the output that this guy is offering in exchange. It's it's laughable, and that's been one of the reasons why Roma haven't have been has, their growth has been undercut now. So this is one situation that we can talk about, and we can look at, and we will we'll, we will have to look at because otherwise, I mean, given Roma's luck, you're probably going to lose Spinazzola for free. Okay, who cares? Uh, still would be nice to get a nice little sum from Saudi Arabia in January, you know, like $5 million, $4 million. Yeah, really anything for him. <laughs> anything, yeah, anything. I'll take anything. Um, but then a more serious situation is Chris Smalling, fresh off a yes. renewal. Two years, you know, 34 years of age. And I don't want now people to say, well, I told you so. Uh, no, you didn't tell me anything. Last season, <laughs> Smalling was spectacular, spectacular, immaculate. How many yellow cards did he receive all season long? I mean, you can count them probably on one hand. Right. And like he was two or impeccable, three, like. impeccable in, 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 throughout all of the season. He was impeccable. Maybe save for one game here, one game there against Napoli. Otherwise, he was impeccable. So I think everybody wanted his renewal. The problem is that we didn't know this guy was suffering from chronic pain in his knee for the past few months. Now he comes out and it's uh, and it's not looking pretty. So there's reports that he could be back uh, in December. I mean, this is not good enough for a team that is trying to compete. You're going to lose Evan Dika in January and February. So the guy is going to be That's gone. That's exactly where I was going with this. Correct. <laughs> like, Marash Kumbula is dead and buried. Like, he's probably trying to come back. But, I mean, to, to what effect? Who knows? And also, like, what's his place in this team? Like, I, I so not an easy, you know, we could, we, this, Lecce, Lecce right now is secondary. Obviously, the game is important. Yes, but, um, this recent wave of injuries and of situations that are related to these injuries are very, very uh, telling of the kind of decisions that Roma will have to make in the coming months. Because th- these are some some of these situations you can't just you know dismiss so easily. Well, that is the that is the big mystery, and, and I have said before uh, mentally. I cannot begin to think of the market before we enter December. Uh, we are still one month away from that, which is very difficult to believe that we're already this far into the season. As you said, uh, Evan Indica, you're going to lose him. Kumbula, as much as I love the guy, and, and talk about another agent who will undoubtedly listen to this, his agent, uh, another guy I do like a lot. No matter how many positive interviews he gives about how much support Roma has given to him, I just do not see... Uh, I think I've published like three of those interviews just in the yeah. last two months. And the yeah, guy is yeah, injured, I mean, by the way. Like the, the, the guy hasn't played, so... 
Yeah, he uh, he asked if I wanted to do one, and I said, yeah, let's wait a couple of weeks. You just gave four within the last, like, two days. Uh, I doubt you're going to tell me anything new. In all seriousness, though, I, I, I you couldn't tell me what his role is going to be. I couldn't tell you. I'm sure he couldn't even tell you what his role is going to be. Rem I know it seems like ancient history, but do you remember when he was available? Uh, I particularly remember the very first season of uh, Cumbula under Jose Mourinho. Do you remember he was missing i mean i thought he was kidnapped no but but no but even i think i think the whole trajectory becomes more evident even last season remember he scores he scores the second goal against real sociedad at home remember yes. that yes the whole crowd goes crazy because that basically helps you secure a result the very next match the very next match he does a disaster in the the defeat to Sassuolo, where Sassuolo yes. humiliates you, and he gets a red card. So, like Correct. that's the whole trajectory of Kumbula. It's this beautiful arc of this really promising defender, one of the best uh, young defenders in Serie A. And I think it was the season um, nineteen twenty. Yes, with Hellas Verona, Juric, uh, really one of the best, one of the best. And comes to the Roma, and this whole trajectory is up and down, up and down, up and down. Yes. So we have that situation. So if, to sum up, Evandika, six weeks at AFCON. So Evandika out of the picture for six weeks. Marash Kumbulla possibly out until uh, also January. I mean, he seems to be playing now, training now with the ball individually. So that means he's probably in the next month and a half is going to go back to training with the team. Then we got Chris Smalling, who flies to London, cannot train with the team, is dealing with chronic pain, uh, out indefinitely, no clear timeline for return. Diego Llorente, who has shown signs of also suffering from physical issues. So now the only like real certified... Uh, defenders that you have at your disposal that you're going to have at your disposal is Diego Llorente and Gianluca Mancini possibly Cristante as a, a moment to say, put him back. but I don't know I, the thing is too um, and this is something that you mentioned one maybe two months ago and I have been really confused as to why Jose Mourinho hasn't done it yet um, he's still using uh, he is still using uh, Paredes in that uh, in that regista role. I don't understand it. I completely agree with you that he needs to be the Metzala, uh, and you put uh, Cristante in the middle. But if you move Cristante back to the defense, I think that opens up an entirely new host of issues because well, a you still are missing Pellegrini. Um, B you. Beyond beyond the depth of uh, Pellegrini, Awar, if we want to even add Bove to the situation, Paredes in the midfield, and with Cristante, if you put him back in defense, I, I we are looking at options. You went from having few options to almost no options. And the interesting thing, too, is I, I don't know about you, but I did not anticipate Bove to have such a large, uh, large role so early in the season. Uh, I'm not saying it's bad one way or the other, but I think just the mere fact he's had to be relied upon so much so early is surprising to me. 
I won't say it's worrying um, because obviously you have a a Roma player of the Primavera who is coming up. Also, uh, I mean, he, also he's, he's shown you good things. It's not like he's yes. been playing despite being bad. No, he has actually produced for you know for for what the expectations were. He, he has produced and now is uh, supposedly closing in on on a renewal. That will be coming soon. Uh, we, I did an interview with his agent on the website a, few, a couple of months ago. He said they hadn't held talks yet, but uh, they would soon. I, I'm not going to be even remotely worried about that. That will happen. Um, but I, I, well, maybe you did, but I didn't anticipate him to have such a large role. I didn't. Um, and I think just the fact that he has had a large role thus far leads you down the path of, okay, well, clearly something has gone wrong. The thing is with the injuries, man, I, I don't even know what to say because this is something we have talked about on here for years. And again, this is something that is, uh, it bypasses managers. It bypass. I'm not even going to talk about Trigoria, the playing surface. We're past that. This is, I, I don't know, something well, but, in the... But, but here at least, John, here at least we have the common denominator. Five players, all of them, all of them have a clear a history of this. record. Yeah, so, and, and that is it's the not a big mystery, you know. Like that's at least no, we I, have to deal with the thought of say Brian Cristante also being added to that list. Think about that if that happened, though, man. If you God want forbid. to talk about God forbid, I mean, we used to used to. We used to joke and uh, give stick to the guy, Cristante, because he, even by his appearance, he is just a very bland individual in the way, even in the way he plays, it's bland. It's not flashy. With Cristante, it, well, I should say, except for that, was that was that rocket of a goal? That was Empoli, yeah? That one that he had? Yes. I, I, okay. Beyond that goal, which I would argue is perhaps is one of the flash, flashiest moments he's had at Roma, the guy does nothing that jumps off of the screen to you. But it is so... There is something to be said about the person that, uh, you know, both in football and out of football, that is just steady, consistent, doesn't jump off the screen, uh, not too loud in either. Uh, he's like appearance. he's like if uh, he's like if uh, if Clay Thompson were Canadian. <laughs> in a way, it, it 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 makes sense that he's Canadian because he's just he seems friendly, um, just very even keeled. This guy does not do anything that is uh, uh, boisterous. He's He's just the, a steady presence. Everybody needs somebody like that in your life, uh, not even necessarily in football. And seriously, been, like any and and you know to, to circle back, he's been he's been available. He's been the only player available exactly throughout all this, these yeah. years. Like if there is one thing you can rely on is to find Brian Cristante's name in the starting eleven, no matter who you play, when, what time of the year, what time of the day. If you're playing in Norway, if you're playing in Bulgaria, if you're playing in Reggio Emilia. He's there. And he's there in a position that you can't necessarily 100% guarantee that he's going to be in because he's so willing to play it. I mean, think about it. Paolo Fonseca, he plays central defender. Uh, <laughs> under Di Francesco, 
He said he he was what the second leading scorer of Atalanta. Yeah, I mean, yeah, season. but also with Di Francesco, he was playing all over. Like Di Francesco, well, that's uh, he's he's playing with Zala. Uh, Ranieri comes, he's playing regista. Yeah, the guy plays all over. I mean, there is something to, to be said by the mere fact that this guy. Uh, I mean, he's willing to play anywhere and never complains. It doesn't say. And also, every single coach, right? even even Lu- now, Luciano Spalletti goes into the national team, and he still he still makes him like one of the pivotal players in his lineup. So um, there is exactly. a pull to the Cristante, but for Roma, for Roma, the main pull it's not only his versatility. Mo- most of all, it's his availability. You know, like why does one hundred percent? Why does somebody like Gianluca Mancini? also earn his place in this team. It's not because of his quality. It's not because he was a wonderful defender to begin with, because, he, you know, not the, the opinion on him is split, but he's available. That's what, Char- you know, Charles Bukowski, one of my favorite writers, a famous womanizer and a drunk, a huge drunk. <laughs> when when uh, when an interviewer asked him, what's your success with women? Like how, you know, you, you are ugly. You are not very, uh, not very bright, although brilliant writer you're not uh, you know you're not the, the cute type you're just a really nasty old man how do you pull it off with all these women and he said one thing i'm always available always <laughs> she calls me in the morning i'm there she calls me in the middle of the night i'm there i'm available and that's what it is availability makes you special with cristante in a team that loses paulo dibala that loses Chris Smalling, that, Lorenzo Pellegrini, the the team's main captain. I mean, he, he's been as inconsistent as possible when it comes to the f- fitness levels. He's been super inconsistent, and he's the captain. Roma need these players. You know, whatever you may think of them in terms of quality, if you can't give me the minutes, if you can give me your availability, if you can't be the Charles Bukowski of the team... <laughs> then I got no use for you. Like, you can be the best player in the world, but if you if you get injured every 90 minutes or so, then what's the use, you know? And, and so we are in a situation that is very pressing because this team, it's bad enough. The squad is not up to the standards of, say, Inter or Milan, Napoli. Worse yet... You can never rely on a on a on a fully available team. You're always looking at having to play without three or four starters. Well, what, what kind of you know? I mean, it's like if the Warriors played the the, the majority of the season without either Steph Curry and and Clay Thompson or without Draymond Green and Clay Thompson. There is no team without that. What's the use? Right. Um... I, I just, when it comes to this injury thing, there's no making sense of it. There's no reason for us to go into explanations or trying to to pinpoint it. Um, but I think what you nailed on to, I mean, even Paolo Dybala. Uh, Paolo Dybala, he comes to Roma. Yes, we're all excited. But of course, it is with the... And last season, he was efi- efi- efficient and effective. This season, Correct. he has subpar. When he was available, he's been subpar. His only decent performance came against Empoli. Right. A- and... In a way, some of these guys that we are getting, it's a difficult reality to accept, but um, Roma are getting them for a a reason. Um, Juve did not want to pay 
I think they agreed originally 12 to 13 million euros to, to Paolo Dybala, and he, he couldn't find an alternative, and then they changed the terms of it, and he ends up at Roma. But that is with the full understanding that, that there is a risk involved. There is a risk, and you have to accept the fact that you are going to be without him for at least two to three long stretches, uh, two to three periods of long stretches without him available to you throughout the season. I mean, just look about it. Uh, rem- remember him before the final. Uh, we had to go into uh, a Europa yeah, League final. Yeah, Palomino. Uh, right. With, Dybala hadn't uh, had had played them for a month when he, uh, when he went correct. to the final. He starts in the final despite not having played. Scores the goal in the final. It's unbelievable. God. Yeah. So, God, in a perfect. way, as as you correctly pointed out, Roma, we hate it, but in a way, we have to accept it. I mean, Renato Sanchez, with just go look at that guy's injury history. Nothing is new for most of these guys. We have to accept it. Um, but it's difficult to accept in the moment. It's difficult to to come to terms with that. It's, and just, yeah, and it's one be okay thing when you're this. talking about it in the summer, right? And it's one other thing when you're talking about it when it's actually happening, and and the team needs it. And obviously, again, these guys are here for a reason. Like even Romelu Lukaku, he's here because he he drove himself into a position where no no other team wanted him on those terms. So. Um, same with with Paulo Dybala. Same with Renato Sanchez. Again, there are there are situations where Roma, you know, they have to flip the coin, basically, you know, and uh, they have to do what Anton Shigur does in No Country for Old Men, you know. <laughs> that's that, I don't that, know where, you're going with you, where where it goes up to the car and he asks the call guy, it. "Can you hold this very quickly?" Yeah, can you? <laughs> can you? Okay. Yeah. Okay. We've somehow almost made it to 35 minutes. <laughs> don't mention. Don't We're not even going to talk about Lecce. Roma, they should beat Lecce. Okay, great. Let's leave it there. <laughs> they we beat Lecce. Yeah, it's absolutely. Lecce. Yeah, there's Lecce. nothing to say. Right there's nothing to say. Yeah, 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 you have to beat Lecce. Yeah, you know, that's it. You have to beat uh, okay, Lecce. We, that's... Yeah, that's it. Uh, that's our uh, pre match analysis. Ideally, you of, have uh, to beat all the next three teams that you're facing. Yes. So it's... 100%. So we will chat with you after the match of this weekend. Uh, So until next time, ciao. Ciao.